0: Zach is back as number two. Mike White is expected to play on Sunday as the Lions come to MetLife Stadium. Lions, Tigers, and Bears will buy. The Lions are hot. Winners of five, their last six. They are in the playoff hunt themselves, and this will be a dogfight on Sunday. We preview Jets-Lions, and we'll make our predictions for the game. Our special guest Speaking of quarterbacks, he's the greatest Jet quarterback of all time, the only Jets quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Broadway Joe, Joe Willie, Joe Namath will join the podcast. It's a busy edition of Gangs All Here from the New York Post, and it's coming up next. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady. Welcome back to Gangs All Here, our New York Jets podcast from the New York Post. Jake Brown here alongside my co-host, he's back, Brian Costello. Joining us later in the program is the legend, one of our favorite guests, one of the greats in Jets history, Broadway Joe. Joe Namath will join us as we talk quarterbacks. We talk the playoff push. We talk Mike White, Zach Wilson. Kaz, welcome back. How you feeling? How you doing?
1: All right. Better than it was Sunday night, but still scuffling a little bit. Powering through.
0: Yeah, well, you're, you've are you made it here, and uh, thanks to Jake Aspin for filling in for you. And, you know, Joe Namath talks about Mike White, Zach Wilson, the quarterbacks, and let's start there. You were there on Sunday. Can you fathom how Mike White got up and recovered not once but twice from a rib injury that I'm in pain still watching the highlights from?
1: Yeah, the first one I understood, I thought he'd come back the first one. I thought he had the wind knocked out of him, it looked like, and I think that's what he said afterwards. The second one was the one, the Matt Milano hit, where he basically folded in half. I I, did, I thought he was done after that. So I was shocked to see him come back out of the tunnel, back into the game. Um, but, you know, he showed his toughness, Jake, and pretty amazing. He's lost two straight games, and I feel like he's won more respect. His grip on the job is strengthened in two losses, which is unusual.
0: It really is. But when you, when you have a quote, like, you would have had to peel me off that field. Guys will get behind that cause. And I thought he had broken ribs. I mean, what is the actual diagnosis? Is it bruised ribs?
1: They didn't tell us the actual diagnosis, but yeah, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to guess
0: he has some kind of bruised ribs or something. Well, he participated in team period. What does this look like? It seems like there's all systems going. He might start on Sunday.
1: I don't think it's might. I think I expect him to start on Sunday. Jake, he's practicing Wednesday. Yeah, it's, it's limited, but He's doing the team period. That tells you they think he's going to play Sunday. So I, I'd be surprised if he didn't play.
0: My worry is that his he's not going to be a hundred percent. Will he be able to get outside the pocket? Could he run if they have a, need a QB sneak? You know a Jake he's fine. special. He'll be able to do it. Okay. He's gonna
1: have he's gonna have a vest on. I'm sure huge rib pads. Like as long as it doesn't affect his throwing, I think everything else is fine. You know, but it shouldn't it shouldn't affect him throwing the ball.
0: And there's always more quarterback news. The latest news is Zach Wilson goes from the clipboard and looking in pain and you know street clothing on the sideline to putting the uniform on as the number two. And, you know, he might be needed if Mike does get hit hard again and has to come out. Zach comes in. As as much as I'm not the biggest Zach Wilson fan, I think we could all agree this was probably the right move. Joe Flacco just can't move outside the pocket, can't move much in the pocket, had a costly fumble when he was in there on Sunday. Big change of the game, along with Michael Carter's fumble. Two plays that didn't fall on Mike White that changed the outlook of the game. Zach Wilson, number two quarterback. What do you think of the move?
1: Yeah, I thought it was the right move. You know, we saw Flacco Sunday, and he, he, you're like you said, he he can't move right now. Zach at least can make something happen with his feet if he has to. They did win games with Zach Wilson at quarterback, even though he wasn't playing well. So I think he, you feel better with him in there. I think this was probably the plan all along, Jake. You know, let him let him be the number three quarterback for three games, and then bring him back uh, as long as he was making progress. And they say he is. So I think, you know, this is kind of exactly what, what you expected would
0: happen. Would you, if you're Sala and, you know, White's a little bit banged up, do you have three quarterbacks active on Sunday? No. I don't no, okay. At
1: least a I think that's a waste of a spot. You, you figure it out. If it's the second one goes down, Barrios goes in there and plays quarterback or you, you run Wildcat something, you know, but yeah, I think you, you just go with two.
0: And Jets-Lions now is a very intriguing game to the point that this has has basically become a pick 'em. I mean, it's it's swing from Lions' one-point favorites to Jets' one-point favorites. They have won five of six. Jared Goff has just been remarkable since Week 10. He's first in the league with zero turnovers, first in wins with four, third with 1,311 passing yards. I think he's got something like nine touchdowns, zero picks. He has just been insanely good for a Lions team that... Everyone bought in during the preseason because they saw him on hard knocks. They're like, "This team's fun." Campbell's incredible. Uh, he's a good coach. He'll, the bite your kneecaps. They were the fun storyline, and they could have got off to a colder start. But these this team's kicking in a gear here, Kaz, To the point they're six and seven, and when you look at their schedule after this game, and for their sake, they're, they, you hope they're not looking ahead because they get the Panthers, the Bears, and the Packers. Bears,
1: okay, the Bears. Yep. Yeah.
0: So they win this game against the Jets. They're in decent position to try to get one of those spots because the Seahawks aren't taking it from anyone. The Giants can't run an offense right now. Their defense is in shambles. Lots of injuries. The commanders we'll see, but the NFC is pretty weak, so the Lions right now coming to this game thinking, we got a shot at the playoffs.
1: Yeah, pretty amazing, Jake, too. These two coaching staffs were the coaching staffs at the Senior Bowl back in January, right, because they were two of the worst from last year uh, that were coming back, so here they are meeting 11 months later with playoffs on the line. It's I don't think anyone would have thought this for for either
0: team. Yeah, we went into this game a few weeks ago thinking, all right, those are two automatic wins. Jaguars, you feel a little bit more comfortable. They're they're coming off a winning against the Titans. Yeah, they're they're an interesting offense. And Trevor
1: Lawrence is playing well.
0: Yeah. This game, MetLife has got to be rocking for this one. Quinnen Williams, they're going to need him. My gut thinks he's not going to play. I thought he was out for the season when he was down. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I don't think he's going to play this week, Jake. They said 50-50 still, but... I don't know. I think it's probably gonna calf strain. That could be a week, maybe two, since they're playing on Thursday night against Jacksonville. Yeah, I think he's going to be out for a little bit. Yeah, I thought he was done. I thought it was a very serious injury with the way he went down. Jake and, you know, saw him walking off. He didn't get carted off, which was a good sign, but still was questionable about how bad it was, and I think they dodged a bullet there.
0: Yeah, everyone thought that's, you know, torn ACL, done for the year, and you have to factor into the injury report that game Thursday because you might not want to rush a guy for Sunday and have them ready for Thursday, and if you beat the Lions, obviously Thursday again becomes a must win. If you lose to the Lions, I mean, the Jaguars game, if you lose that season's over. So that's that it comes down to the season if you lose and, on Sunday.
1: Jake, big, big, I know you're a big uniform guy. I, I do believe the Jets will be wearing green jerseys for the first time this season on Sunday.
2: I know so you're con- excited about that. It's not
1: confirmed, but yeah, it's pretty amazing that here we are in the middle of December and they haven't worn green jerseys yet. So uh, for all the uniform watchers out there, I do think they'll be in green on Sunday.
0: I have a few sitting on my bed right here, actually, because I was going through my clothes looking for my black turtleneck for a party I went to last night, and I found an Eric Decker, a Lavernius Coles jersey in there, green jerseys, some throwbacks, and a Mark Sanchez with a ketchup stain in honor of his uh, the hot dog out of the sock on you the know, number you six. You don't put
1: ketchup on hot dogs,
0: do you, Jake? I do, yeah. Oh. Are you a mustard guy? <laughs> Come on. Uh I don't get what the hate for ketchup always is. What's
1: the worst? What's the worst jersey you ever bought, Jake? Like, what's the one that was this dumbest investment? Like, the guy was gone in a year or two.
0: I mean, I got Brett Favre, but I think every Jet fan got Brett Far. Yeah, I that.
1: understand everyone being excited about that.
0: Now I feel shameful getting Brett Favre. Decker, for, uh, Decker was not here very long. That's, I have a Decker. Yeah, yeah. yeah so Decker that, was not here very long. You didn't but, buy. I mean, he was a stud when they got him, and he was handsome, just great receiver, just uh, handsome. Good guy. That factors in. Jesse James Decker, come on. I mean, it's a great family.
1: You didn't get a lady on jersey, did you?
0: no i didn't i had a feeling that uh relationship might not last that long so i was like i'm not gonna get this but the sanchez literally has a ketchup stain still on it from like eight years ago jamal did you buy a jamal jersey i didn't buy jamal i was a jersey i had chad pennington which was a classic curtis martin classic. leonard leonard didn't get leonard Mm -hmm. i haven't got any really i i had the keller i got because they had at the thrift shop and i was like i like dustin keller so i have the throwbacks but a lot of them yeah they don't stick very long coles was pretty Mm -hmm. long martin was long uh, Decker was not so uh, it was interesting to find those green jerseys on Sunday Jets Lions 6-7 and seven versus 7-6 seven and six. 1 point favorites over under 44 1pm CBS my guys Ian Eagle and Charles Davis are on the call try to get Ian on here he's just so busy I texted him last week and this guy is literally traveling like every day I don't know how he. him and Bob Bishusen are the hardest working guys in the business and two of the best in the business. Of course, you can catch Bob on the radio call. Because tough matchup here. Like I said, golf is hot. They do give up points, though. Lions, Jets, break it down, make your pick.
1: I think it's a fascinating one, Jake, uh, because... It's strength against strength, right? Jets defense is the strength of this team. Lions offense is the strength of their team. The other sides of the ball are not doing that great right now. The Jets offense isn't really rolling. The Lions defense has played better, but they're, they're still not great. So uh, I'm interested to see how the Jets stop the run. I think this the Lions offensive line is probably the best line they've faced uh, maybe all year. It's been a while. they they got a really good offensive line. They're going to try to run the ball down the Jets' throats, I think. I don't think they're going to test Sauce and DJ Reed as much as just trying to run and run the ball and open things up. I think the Jets' defense will give up some yards, but they'll bend but don't break. Keep them out of the end zone enough. And I think on offense, Bam Knight will have another nice game. I think Mike White will overcome the ribs injury and play pretty well. I am going to go Jets 23, Lions 20.
0: Let's go. That's one of my favorite score predictions I usually go with as well. Cos picking the Jets. It's very rare, but uh, that's a good sign. And of course, I'm picking the Jets after taking the Bills last week in a game that Jets almost had again. Jets will win this one. Listen, the Lions have given up 27 or more points nine times this season. You're like, why are you saying 27? Well it's gonna take that many with that good of an offense that they have to p- probably win this game. Somewhere in that 20 Well what about how good the Jets defense is, Well that, you know? that's why that's why I think twenty-seven you hold them to twenty, that's enough. 27-20. I'm gonna say Jets 27, Lions 20. I think they hold them to 20, defense gets the job done. Even if Quinnen doesn't play it, I think they have a lot of depth on that defensive line, so the Jets will be just fine there. Hopefully they get him back against the Jaguars. This game means a lot to both these teams. Like I said, the Lions' schedule is so easy. They're looking ahead thinking, we went out, we have a shot at the playoffs. Their odds have gone up to, like, plus 350 or something to make the playoffs. So they were long shots earlier. They're back in it. But this Jets crowd better be rocking. I don't think I'm going to go on Sunday. It's going to be cold, too, 30 degrees. It might be a watch-from-home day. I think I'm going to go to the Thursday night versus the Jaguars. I think I might skip out on this one. Enjoy it from the couch, but 2720 Jets will win this game and it's going to be a good one. It's going to be an entertaining game. I mean, weeks ago, we never would have thought this would be as good as it might be. And Kaz, as we look at the playoff race, Jets need help. It's no, I know, you know, Salah's is going to be positive. He said, we control our own destiny. That's just not the case. I mean, he said, if, if we win out, you know, the chips will fall and we'll make the playoffs. Not really the case. They're going to need help here. The Chargers, the Titans, please win a game. I mean, you just lost to the Jaguars. Please go to L.A. and beat the Chargers. You know
1: who they're going to catch, Jake? They're going to catch the Dolphins.
0: That's what I'm thinking, too. Course, That's people are talking about the
1: Chargers and Patriots right now, but the Dolphins are scuffling. The Dolphins are going into Buffalo Saturday night. They were just on the West Coast for a week. Now they got to go play in a snowstorm Saturday night. Tua seems like people have figured Tua out. Bills defense is good. I think if the Dolphins lose that one, the Jets win. The Jets now pass the Dolphins because they have the tiebreaker, and then they have the last game against them. So,
0: well, the issue is if the Patriots and Chargers get in, and then the Dolphins and Jets are the ones that are out.
1: Yes, yeah, that'd be the worry. Yeah, but because they
0: both lead the tiebreaker over the yeah, Jets, right tiebreaker now. over
1: the Jets. But, but I, I think, I think, I think the Patriots are going to fold. Chargers have an easy schedule.
0: I hope so because their defense looks good. The Raiders, we can use some help from the Raiders once again on Sunday because then it's pretty much you win either way. They get the Dolphins, Patriots later on. Then Patriots play the Bengals who are surging hot on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Patriots, Bills to close out the year. So if the Raiders win, I'm in a lot better spirits in Vegas on Sunday. And that Dolphins game we said last week, I hope there's some good and deals. A game. I, I hope. Listen, expense me a flight, New York Post. get Fly oh, me to yeah. Miami. There's, there's more to this story, by the way, and there's an invitation that came for the fiance, uh, the uh, engagement party party. in the mail. There's an official invitation. I was like, you really want to make me feel as bad as possible. I thought I saw mail from my mom. Oh, maybe it's Hanukkah, Christmas money. I open it up. It's an invitation on Jets Dolphins weekend. And it's not at a restaurant, by the way. It's at my parents' house. Oh, you definitely
1: can skip that. Then.
0: That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I was yeah, like, you're not even yeah. going out to eat. Not I not love my parents' house. Yeah. It's in the beautiful home. But, but yeah, uh,
1: forget that. Forget that. You're going you're going, to, you're going to be on South Beach. Tell them.
0: Yeah, I think that's the goal. And um, yeah, I saw them over the weekend. We saw MJ the Musical and then hung out, and it was my parents' 37th anniversary. So shout out to them, 37 years. My mom basically said, so you don't think you're going to be able to make it on the 7th? I'm like, oh, I'll try, but uh, it's not looking sure. great. So, sure. Yeah, that's basically what oh, I said. Right? Got, oh, yeah,
1: you got to do the podcast that day. Sorry.
0: Did you get a Verlander jersey yet, Jake? I'm wondering. Uh, no, but I should. I think I might get a Sangha. Big Sangha guy. He's big got a ghost Senga fork guy. ball, 102 mile hour fastball. The Mets are right now the best team in baseball, best rotation in baseball. December. And and there's still <laughs> Trey Mancini or another back coming, not Correa, because he just got a ridiculous contract in 13 years until yes. he's forty one years old, which is bonkers. Where
1: do you think he'll be in thirteen years, Jake?
0: 13 years I'll be I'll be 44 years old. I think I'll be one of the biggest on-air personalities in the country Whoa! in 13 years. Look at you. You well, remember True. this remember this quote, uh wow. 13 years. Wow. I would hope if if not then I'll probably be on the streets outside Penn Station rapping for dollars.
1: Who will be the Jets quarterback in 13 years?
0: Maybe Mike White. <laughs> 13 years, uh, who knows. It'll be probably a second pick who's a flop. That's that's probably what it'll be. Oh, but in 13 so years, years by the time I'm 44 I hope we have a Super Bowl. And the guy who won the Super Bowl for the Jets last back in 1969, Broadway Joe, Joe Namath, is going to join us for a fun interview next on Gangs All Here. I feel like I can play, and I feel like I'm ready to roll. All righty. Joining us now on Gangs All Here. Friend of the program and one of my favorite guests, favorite all-time Jets. He led gangrene to their only Super Bowl in 1969. And, oh, yeah, a national championship at Alabama as well. 12 seasons, Jets QB later. A trip to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. His number 12 is retired. He's in the Jets' ring of honor. Let's welcome back to Gangs All Here, a Hall of Fame QB actor. You see him in the Price is Right commercials all the time after playing Planko, Joe Willie, Broadway Joe, Joe Namath, Welcome back. Jake Brown, Brian Costello. How you been, man? What's going on? Been healthy.
3: Thank you very much. Uh, Brian, hello. And I don't know what their price is right, though. That, that threw me <laughs> off uh, a bit. At any rate, man, I, I've been good. You know, uh,
0: want to see the Jets win some more games here. This has been fun, right? Like, how fun has this season been? Since we've been doing the podcast, the Jets have just been god-awful. So it's nice to have a winning season for once.
3: Yes, it is. And uh, I really uh, believe in what Coach Sala has been doing. And I'm I'm sure the Jet fans, you guys do, too, because the transformation in two short years, man, has been good. And the way I see these guys out there moving around, uh, uh, the enthusiasm, the quickness, the urgency, especially the defensive side. We've got a lot to look forward to.
1: Joe, I'm curious. Great to talk to you again, it's Brian. Um, when when they made the move at quarterback a few weeks ago, they were winning games with Zach Wilson, even if he wasn't playing very well. And it was a pretty bold move by Salah to make the change. What did you think when they went to Mike White? And what have your impressions been of Mike White, uh, what you've seen in these three games?
3: Well, I think most of us fans, Jet fans, questioned uh, Zach's play up to that point. I mean, I know the, what the record was and the wins, but still... Uh, you got to go along with what uh, the coaches decided because they know more than we fans know. They they see things. Uh, they know what they're supposed to do. They're more critical of the performances and justifiably. So I don't think they would have made the change had uh, uh, the team not felt it necessary. When I say the team, uh, possibly some players, you know, I mean, they don't hide things from one another. you, you, you You're you're naked in that locker room more ways than one, man. You know, they (laughs) are working every day. And so uh, I I think the move was necessary. At this point, I don't know for sure if Mike White's healthy enough to play. I think the question is for us fans here, what are we going to see this week?
0: I mean, you've noticed it, Joe, the kind of exuberance in the locker room, like guys calling him an effing warrior, Mike effing White, all the names for him. You know, what kind of jolt can that bring to a locker room when you change quarterbacks and the offense suddenly starts moving like they have?
3: Well, of course, uh, they felt like they should be playing better. And then Mike had a good start there. Now, Lady Luck is cruel uh, sometimes with injuries, as witnessed by our offensive line, our running back, you know, and hey, uh, we've, we've had some bad luck with injuries and a lot of teams have. I don't know Mike's status right now, if he's healthy enough to contribute. Uh, Do you guys know, have they announced anything about the starting quarterback this week? Oh, they're hopeful, Joe. They were hopeful on Monday that that he'd be able to practice. And
1: Mike White has uh, one-year-old twins. Right. So I asked him Monday, How you feeling? He says, Well, I was on the floor playing with my kids this morning and they were tackling me and everything was okay. (laughs) So anyone out there who has small children, you know how physical that can be when you have two you have two one year olds. So he he seemed to be optimistic about it. And I do think, you know, they'll they'll have the flak jacket on them, which I'm sure you wore at some point in your career, Joe, or something, some kind of padding like that. And they They'll have that, and they'll, 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 they'll. I think they're probably they're, you know, they're very optimistic that he's going to play, which is amazing after watching that hit he took on Sunday.
3: Yeah, you know, a quick uh, old story going back. I didn't wear rib pads until a linebacker from the Buffalo Bills named Mike Stratton caught me just as I was throwing. Man, he nailed me here and uh, went in the locker room afterwards and saw Emerson Boozer taking off his pads that he had on rib pads. Exactly. Best you could wear and I said man let me try these out and I wore rib pads ever since you know after that and I do think uh we're not finished with Zach and I think that he does give us the best chance uh to win even though we like Flacco the the line is not as uh steady as you'd like because of lady luck in the injury for one thing so you gotta be able to be elusive back there a bit.
0: Yeah, the yeah the issue is the offensive line. It's it's a patchwork offensive line. Guys coming in and out. So we saw Flacco. The one plays in there. He fumbled the ball, and that was a big play in the game. Uh, what were your What were your thoughts on Zach's comments after the game? That kind of blew up when he you know didn't really hold himself accountable. Uh, did you ever have anything similar to that? And and teammates kind of look at you uh, the wrong way.
3: Well, for that's a couple of questions you've come up with. They're giving me answers for. But when I threw five interceptions in a game, you can bet you're you're behind. Uh, that a few things were said. Of course, probably would have answered you. Damn right, I let them down. We, we didn't score. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and, and we feel that way. We should feel that way. Uh, we, we we judge ourselves uh, initially. Did I play my best? Hey. I don't, I don't know many games, uh, if any, that I play. I didn't play a perfect game in any of them in my mind, you know. And so did I play my best? Uh, if you didn't play your best, uh, yeah, you let your defense down, man. I mean, uh, the, the defense played beautifully. At least, you to say, uh, give them the credit that given us a better chance to win. And had we done better, had we played better, we'd have won.
1: Joe, what do you think of uh, – I'm looking at your – your backdrop there and some of the Alabama stuff. There's Alabama quarterbacks all over the league now. I mean, it used to be you. They didn't produce a lot of other quarterbacks. Now with Jalen Hurts, have you watched, have you watched any of Jalen Hurts and Tua down there in Florida and uh, Mac Jones in New England? What do you think of all these Alabama quarterbacks around the NFL?
3: You bet I watch them. I've been watching them since their days at Alabama. I've had the pleasure of seeing those guys over there, and so I pull for them, of course and uh, i'm happy for their success they're showing what kind of coaching and leadership they they learned and uh, uh they came from good families to start with they, they had some good guidance but they're all outstanding players it it still is a team game but when when i see uh, jones up in new england i'm pulling for new england you know anytime i pull him for uh Against any, I never pull against another Jet quarterback or another Alabama quarterback. When the Jets are playing New England, I'm pulling for the Jets. You can bet on that, but not against Matt. You know, when they're playing against Miami, I'm pulling for the Jets to win, but I'm not looking to see two have a bad day. Oh, and Jalen, man, what Jalen's been doing, and here he comes. Remember background when he was benched or taken out and they put uh, Tua in the game. Some guys might have just, ah, you know, gone wrong, taken it the wrong way or, or didn't, didn't succeed, didn't keep at it the way Jalen has, man, because there have been folks that critique his play and his style of play and his passing. And he's improved. He's improved every year, and he is a tremendous leader and a winner. So uh, I, I like watching the, the Bama quarterbacks play. The oh, Bart Starr, by the way. I, I, oh, Bart
1: Starr. I forgot Bart Starr. Yep. Oh, man, he was, yeah. he was before you, though, Joe, right? Like, yeah, after yeah, it was, there was a yeah. There was a long drought after you, right? Like, you well, know, Richard, yeah. Richard Thomas. Richard, Richard. After, you know? yeah, oh, yeah. yeah he, he had some yeah. good
3: days and some yeah. odd days without <laughs>
0: Well, don't pull too hard, Joe, for New England right now because they're right in front of us in this playoff race uh, and they lead us in the tiebreaker. So we need a couple losses from them the rest of the way. Do you think, you know, this Jets team makes the playoffs, Joe? I hope so.
3: I hope so. I sincerely hope so, and I hope they win the championship. There's not another team out there that I'm pulling for to win the championship than the Jets to start with. That would be great. Uh, the fans deserve it. I mean, it's been a long time, but yet they've been behind the team all the way. And uh, I know there's some some folks that are going to boo now. And then. heck, uh, we all get booed. And, and most of the time we deserve it when we get booed. So uh, I, I hope the Jets could find a way to make the playoffs, to win and win the championship again. Yeah, I'd love that.
1: Do I got to imagine you love these rookies, what you're seeing from them with Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner and Brees Hall before he got hurt. Now, the Knight, the running back who wasn't a draft pick, but is a rookie, I mean, you know what it's like to come in and have
3: pressure on you as a rookie. What have you thought of the way these guys have performed? I think they're sensational. I mean, across the board, these guys are just thinking at them as so much bigger, faster, stronger, uh, better prepared, you know. The the guidance they've received since before high school probably now. They're they're wonderful athletes. And I'm glad we have those guys in particular on the Jets team because uh they just need a little help from their friends, you know. We need to get healthier, we need to get some guys offensively
0: up front. Have you liked Joe, the kind of improvement from this coaching staff? I think there were some question marks last year, but it feels like the fan base is kind of all in on solid now.
3: You know what? I, I guess the older you get, uh, I've been told your memory is not as good as it used to be. But I, I, I have to keep reminding myself, this is only their second year, isn't it? Yeah, yeah
0: it is, yeah. <laughs> feels like a lot longer, yeah.
3: Wow. All I can say is, wow, where we've come from in this short while with solid staff, a solid staff, man. I think they're sensational. And if we keep on growing, uh, man, we're, going, we're in the hunt now. And taking that team this way in two short years with the young quarterback, with some other players, with the injury. I think they've done a wonderful job.
1: All right, Joe, I'm going to test that memory a little bit. The Jets play the Lions this week. There's not a lot of great history between the Jets and the Lions, but I think fans of a certain age – Remember a preseason game in Tampa against the Lions. Jake, Joe threw an interception in this preseason game, but instead of letting the guy go down the field, he went and tried to make the tackle. Joe, <laughs> you ended up hurting your knee going to make the tackle, and I think that's a memory a lot of Jets fans from that age have. What did, what did Coach Eubank say to you after that game when you were trying to make a tackle uh, during a preseason game? Well, let me start
3: out here first. and want to correct something there. I didn't throw the interception. It was a first preseason game. We did have a rookie fullback named Lee. Oh, White. it was a fumble. Sorry, fumble, right. Yep. We had a rookie fullback named Lee White. It was close to the end of the first half, right? I believe that. And wanted to give him some work. So we ran the second safest play we could behind a quarterback sneak. And that was a P10. A P10 had the fullback running straight up between guard and tackle and handed the ball, and Lee got hit, and the ball bounced out somehow, and the guy scooped it up and started running the other way. So I ran over to to cut him off, knock him out of bounds to cut him off. whatever. I think it was Lucci that picked the ball up. And whenever we got over the sideline, Mike started to cut back, and so I got my arm around his waist, and I got got flipped horizontally in the air. And then the other, maybe Paul Newmoff, a linebacker, had left his feet and his helmet hit me right on my left knee, man, and and uh, tore ligaments. And that was one of the worst knee injuries I had because it damaged the nerve also on my left leg. You know, you're playing instinctively. I, I mean, that's the way we played the game. Now, given it thought, knowing what's going to happen, <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. I, I'd have knelt down with the ball instead of giving Lee a chance to, you know, something there. But uh, that that was that was freak, and uh, we've uh, no he he didn't say anything. We played, uh, he's out there playing to win. Well, sorry, I gave you an interception. You didn't throw. I apologize
1: for that.
3: <laughs> I apologize
1: for that. Um. I actually thought about that in the summer, Joe, I don't know if you were watching the preseason game when Zach Wilson got hurt against the Eagles and he ran, he scrambled and he cut back inside. And as he cut back inside, his knee gave out. And the coaches after the game were saying, Oh my God, like, what are you doing? Like, it's a preseason game, run out of bounds, just run out of bounds. And Zach kind of said, well, you know, that's how I play football. Like, you know, I'm trying to get the extra yard, whether it's a August 8th or February 2nd, you know? And, so, and I thought about, I've heard about that play, that story before against Detroit. and Weird that it was in Tampa Bay, Joe, the, the, the Jets Jets Lions in Tampa Bay in August. would must have been interesting, but I, I apologize for giving you that interception. No,
3: well, all right. And I saw Zach, too, and I said, what are you doing when he did that? I mean, how many times over these recent years, the last 20 or whatever, you see guys running out of bounds? I mean, it's smart. It's a time you don't take that now that that's growing into the realization to protect yourself for the next play in a team. Yeah. So cutting back, that was uh, that was immaturity. That's an effort. Good effort. Yeah. But excuse me. It's up here, too. What's between the ears? You know, it was a little bit of lack of maturity there. And uh, uh, he, he learned from it and uh, hopefully he's healed 100 percent from it.
0: Did you notice in your career, the first few years, you might've been a little immature and then you grew up because this is New York City, the biggest market, the spotlight's all on you. Did you notice a growth process like after year one or year two?
3: No, I did not thought I was mature, man. You know, and we live and learn as we go along. You know, if you're mature at 22 years old, what are you at 25 or 30? You stop learning. You stop getting experiences that you learn from. I had great uh, coaches though. And I I always knew well things start at home first of all, and I was lucky uh, at home. And uh, the team uh, was—we always wanted to be a star. We always wanted to plow, play anybody. You wanted to be the best. Playing in high school, I had a great high school coach, man, that led us to a championship. And by junior year, when he came, we were in a meeting, and he was talking about us winning a championship. And he also said a thing that was so important for me because it was the realization of what I had been doing since I was a kid. He says, guys, dream about it. If you if you dream about it, you can make it happen. It's all right to dream about winning. It's all right to dream about doing things, but you got to go out there and work. But dreaming about it it was one that, that's fine, man. And I thought to myself, wow, that, that's great. You know, because I dreamt about playing football in high school and in college, you know, and pro ball, man. I thought about it, you know, daydreaming, sitting around, whatever. And that uh, was okay to dream. It's okay. And in a way, it, it taught me that, yeah, put some expectations on yourself and make it happen. Help make it happen. And if you don't dream about it, it may never happen. You know, if you dream about it, you might make it happen. Be a part of something that'll make it happen.
0: Well, follow up on that quick. You say dream about it. Jets fans are dreaming of a Super Bowl. Can you take us through the celebration, 1969, the parade, the aftermath of winning? Because then that ended up being, I don't know if that carried over. It must have. The Knicks win, the Mets win. It's a great year for New York. I'd love to hear about the parade and the celebration after the Super Bowl.
3: Oh, okay. Uh, specifically, that's New York, man. That, that they, 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 we were, we were the second uh, football team in New York. The Giants justifiably had the admiration and the fan base there in New York, and and, and the Jets uh, The AFL came in late, you know, a little, a lot later than the Giants. But the Giants had the fans around town, number one fans, and the Jet fans grew with us. They got together initially out there in Flushing, you know, in New Jersey and they came from Connecticut. They, they grew with us. But in that New York moment, uh, you mentioned certainly uh, the Knicks and, and uh, the Mets, too, after. It was just wonderful. In 69, we that was the year. It was in January when we won the championship. And when we got back there, and uh, they talked about a parade, that 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 was wonderful. Uh, but we didn't have a parade. Uh, it was actually uh, we got down on uh, the steps somewhere, a library or some official building, and uh, Mayor Lindsay congratulated us. And there were a lot of people out there, you know, a lot of people in the crowd. Bryant Park, maybe, or someplace like that. And uh, it felt real good. And we did uh, become a major part of New York, New York City at that time. And then we had a chance to play the Giants. Now, you, they call it a preseason game, <laughs> an exhibition game. But Yale Bowl was 80,000 plus. There was standing room only there, and it was no exhibition game to us. It was no practice game to us, and uh, we handled them quite well that day. And uh, we established ourselves as the best team in town. And if you can do it there, you can do it anywhere. New York, New York, love it, Kaz. I never knew there was no parade. Did you know that? I
1: think I knew that they, they had a parade. Right. They had prayed for the astronauts, right, Joe? Didn't they? I think I think they had to pray for the they astronauts. They get one, but the Jets don't. The jets what the hell did. is that about? Yeah, yeah. I didn't hey, know even that.
3: Columbus had a parade. Just come <laughs> on. Look with, with that history.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't realize that the Jets didn't have one because either the Mets one is famous, Jacob. You've seen pictures of Seaver going down, waving. Yeah. So but I guess yeah, I've never seen anyone.
0: Yeah. So now we we need our first one, Joe. Our first one coming years. Uh, yeah, yeah, that would
3: be a good idea. Let's do it. Let, and if we win the championship, by God, we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll promote that parade. And if the mayor doesn't do it, I think I don't think he'll get a next term.
0: <laughs> I want Joe on a float down the Canyon of Heroes. Finally, getting the parade we deserve. A bottle of bubbly, a nice a nice fur coat, and I'll be I'll be one of them with this uh, gold blazer on, and we'll make it happen. Joe Namath, follow my Twitter at real joe namath check out the joe namath fan shop a lot of cool gear there if you want to buy shirts or joe namath gear so broadway joe great to catch up with you let's go jets and hopefully uh we'll talk to you come playoff time
3: thank you guys i've enjoyed it and anytime you want to talk let me know thank you joe so much yeah you got a lot of heart you he gonna, he' gonna lay it on the line for
0: his boys and uh you know i would do the same for him but dog. Uh, Alrighty, What an interview with Joe Naiman. He is so fun. I did not realize they did have a parade. I mean, that sounds depressing because now you think of a Jets parade and it will be a zoo. Jets fans have been waiting forever. That parade is going to be bonkers. You're going to have everyone from the tri-state around the country coming to New York City for that one. That'll say adios to episode 130 of Gangs All Here, our Jets podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Andrew Hartz and the intern Josh Crawford for helping me produce the show. Thanks to Joe Naiman for joining this show we always we talked about earlier in the year hearts my irish roommate that i have and cos was curious then and i guess the curiosity, they slipped because every game has mattered for the Jets, but we could talk about some fun stuff in the clothes. He was marveled, my Irish roommate, that I and maybe this is just an impatient me so you're sick, you have tea, you have your honey Now most people will boil their tea. They'll put it in a teapot, a kettle pot, whatever you want to call it, and they'll just boil it and then they'll have it. I'm impatient so I put water in a cup and then I throw it in the microwave for two minutes and he he said to me, "Hearts," he was like I've never seen anyone do that I mean, in Ireland, tea is big. They they do it the normal way. But I guess here you
2: microwave it. Am I crazy for microwaving to heat up my tea? Not at all, because I do the exact same thing, too. Honestly, the only thing that I will boil on a stove drink-wise would be hot chocolate. I feel like hot chocolate takes... You got to take a little bit longer time for the powder to dissolve and stuff like that when it comes to tea all you need is hot water and hot water in the microwave give me that in three minutes over on a stove in you know five six seven minutes you know yeah and five six seven it's usually like 15 minutes i'm out and usually i'm in a rush
0: i'm doing it right before we're about to record so the voice is fresh and I need it quick, so he found it crazy. I guess cultured me with that, and I cultured him and giving him the first churro of his life. Never had a churro before. Churros are one of God's gift to men. i love a churro i know it's wildly unhealthy it's got a lot of sugar but a nice churro and especially if it's got the cream filling in there a game changer i know it changed his life
2: never having one so i'm glad i was able to change his life with a churro that's called good old american culture even though a churro is not american whatsoever actually it's funny because my brother-in-law who's from the uk also never had a churro and one time we went downstairs in the subway there were you know the ladies selling the churros out of the bags and oh i never trust those i know but but he was very intrigued he tried one and it blew his mind and so that's that that's that was his first churro so it 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 must be an american thing that you know we just (laughs) embrace the all the stuff that's really not good for us and just Really enjoy it as much as we can. Yeah,
0: it's from Spanish and Portuguese cuisine. I actually didn't know that. I thought it might have been like Egyptian cuisine or something. Shows you how cultured I am, but well that's enough for Food 101. <laughs> Gangs All here. Follow us on Twitter at Jake Brown Radio, at Brian Kies, at Andrew Hartz. Catch up on all old episodes you may have missed by subscribing to Gangs All here wherever you get podcasts. That's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Amazon. Make sure you subscribe and rate and review. Give us a five-star rating if you also like pretzels, churros, and the Jets. Subscribe to the New York Post Sports YouTube to watch full, uncut episodes of the show and clips. For Brian Costello, I'm Jake Brown. We will return after that big Jets-Lions game at MetLife. Hope you all enjoy the game. We also will preview the Jets-Jaguars game on thursday so there will be no preview episodes separate next week because of the early game on thursday so we'll have the post game slash preview show monday morning 5 a.m drop and then we'll have a post game show friday at noon drop we'll record friday morning and react to the jets jaguars game hopefully after two jets wins and a united six record and right back in the thick of the race thanks everybody for listening the gang's all here, and I can say it since Hanukkah's on the way. Happy holidays, everybody.
3: I hope they win the championship.